kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. You have been tasked with the responsibility of manifesting his kingdom here in the earth. Hallelujah. That's power. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Rock Radio. You are moments away from receiving God's rich word. But first, remember that you can subscribe to our Roku channel as well as our podcast. And don't forget, for more information, you can always contact us at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's word. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. Well, as you know, we're in a series entitled The Long Way Home. We are in our series entitled The Long Way Home, and this is part number four in the series. And oh my goodness, online community, we welcome you wherever you are from all around the world. We celebrate you, and we thank you for being a part of the service today. Kingdom Rock, let's welcome our online community. Hi, everybody. Thanks for being a part. All right, so if you've not heard part three, two, or one, go back and hear them. And please remember that the Lord hides things for you on the second and third listen. Second and third listen. So make sure that you go back and hear the, and hear the words over and over again. All right? All right. So today is part number four. And we're going to subtitle uh, today's message, subtitle it, What is Man? What is Man? Now, we've got a long way to go today and just a short time to get there. And this will be a meaty word, so you need to listen with both ears today. Hallelujah. All right. Let's go back uh, to our theme scripture or our our, our verse scripture here in uh, John, the third chapter, verse number 16. John, the third chapter, verse number 16. Are you with me? John 3, 16. Now, we're going to really talk a lot about that today in John 3, 16. We're going to talk a lot about that scripture. And uh, John 3, 16 is the answer to a question. It is the answer to the question. Now, if you don't know what the question is or the context of the answer, you're at a loss. You're at a loss. If you hear two people over talking and one person tells the other person uh, $5,000. You would say, okay, well, hey, that's great, man. You, you know, but you don't know what was said before then. You're at a loss. You, you don't know that the other person said, you owe me $5,000, right? Context. But even then, you need to go further back and see what they're talking about. Maybe the man was saying, all you owe me is $5,000 on a $500,000 house. And then that's something to rejoice about once again. You have to know the entire conversation, right? So we know that John 3:16, the Lord Jesus is talking to Nicodemus in response to a question, in response to miracles. And uh, the, the deeper question is salvation. How can I know God? How can I have a relationship with God like you do? All right. So it's a response. It's a response. It's the $5,000 response. So let's go ahead and read it. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
Hallelujah. That's the response. So in order for us really to understand the entire, uh, to understand it uh, completely, we'll have to go into the third chapter of John and even really read the entire book of John. All right, so today we're going to go right back to it. We started uh, here last week from the subject of reborn. So I'm going to do a little bit of recapping and then we're going to go right on in. Amen. All right, so uh, remember we have uh, this question. The eternal question is, will you, will you choose life or death? Will you choose life or death? Ask your neighbor that. Will you choose life or death? All right, that's the eternal question. Now let's go ahead and read. Um, we're going to just walk it all the way down. John, the third chapter, verses 1 through 21. John, the third chapter, verses 1 through 21. We're just going to walk it all the way down. So it says here, uh, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Now remember, does anybody remember what Nicodemus's name meant? Conqueror. Very good class. Conqueror, conqueror. All right, so go back and hear the rest of it. Verse 2 says, The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Now again, Nicodemus is inquiring about miracles. He's inquiring about a relationship with God. He's inquiring about how to be right with God or in right fellowship with God. He's noticed some things. And remember, he's a teacher of the law. Nicodemus is a Pharisee. He, he's learned the word of God, but he has, not, uh, he has not seen the manifestation of God's presence in his meetings that Jesus has seen. Amen? So he's inquiring. How do we know that he's asking this question? Because we hear Jesus' answer. All right? So he's inquiring about miracles, he's inquiring about salvation, he's inquiring about being, right, about being right with God or righteous. Look at verse number three. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse four, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man uh, be born when he is old, can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now, there are two concepts we talked about. One, Jesus talks about the kingdom of God. Secondly, he talks about being born again, born again. We're going to talk about both of those. But first, uh, the Lord talks about um, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, as we said before, is the source of all supernatural power. It is a source of God's kingdom. It is the realm of God's domain, right? It is the source, let me say it again, it is the source of all miracles, source of all supernatural power, supernatural influence. Everything that the child of God needs is at your disposal within the kingdom of God. Right, amen? amen? Matter of fact, we know the Lord Jesus says to his disciples, when you need something, don't be like the Gentiles are. They whine and complain, but when you need something, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things are going to be added unto you. The kingdom of God is at your disposal. And so the Lord says here, except a man be born again, he cannot see. He cannot see. To see means to comprehend, to understand, to give witness to. So when you are born of God, born again, or twice born, you will be able to see the vast resources that God has given and has made available to every born again believer. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're going to go back into that and really, really get into it. Now, as the Lord talks about that, let me give you uh, uh, two witnesses. Let's go to the book of Matthew, Matthew 12, verse 28. Matthew 12, verse 28. Listen to what the Lord said here in Matthew 12, verse 28. It says this, but if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then what? The kingdom of God is come unto what? Unto you. Obviously, the Lord was casting out devils. He said, if I'm doing this and you see this happening, then you know the kingdom of God is here. Why? Because the kingdom of God is power. And he has access to that power. And you, as a member of the body of Christ, has access to that power. Jesus has given you the authority to operate in it. Let's look at two more scriptures. Let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verse number 20. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20. I love this. This is so powerful. It says here, the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is what? It is living by God's power. Isn't that awesome? So you see somebody just doing, hey, I'm saved, hey, I'm born again, blah, 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 blah. But if there's no manifestation of power, then they're lying to you. Or they're living in ignorance and disobedience. Make sense? All right. Look at that same verse in the voice translation. I love this. It says, the kingdom of God is not a realm of grandiose talk. It is a realm of power. The kingdom of God is a realm of power. So the Lord said again, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You cannot see this realm of power. So Nicodemus, okay, okay. Notice as we've read this before, notice Nicodemus did not inquire about the kingdom of God any further. He just inquired about being born again. So Nicodemus understands the kingdom of God is a realm of power. But he's questioning about being born again. Now, the word born, of course, talks about fathering or a mother producing a child. It talks about um, a mother or father producing offspring. So we're, we're familiar with that, right? Amen. We're familiar with that. Now, the word again uh, comes from the Greek word anothen, uh, anothen. So let's talk about that just for a moment, anothen. If you look at the very last definition of the word anothen, uh, it means uh, anew or again, anew or again. So Nicodemus is identifying with the definition of being born over again. This is why he's saying, can a man go back uh, into his mother's womb and be born again? But he is not identifying with being born from above. That is the definition of unknown or again. It means to be born, or rather it means from above, from a higher place of, of things which come from heaven or God. All right? Born again. All right? That is born over again, born anew, born of God, born from above. Can you say born from above? All right, so... We're, when we talk, as the Lord's talking about being born again, he's talking about being born over again. Yes, born anew. Yes, but he's also talking about being born from above, born of God. Amen? Amen. This, this is exciting. So notice again, I want you to see something. Let me see. Go back to verse number four. 
Notice how Nicodemus saith unto him, he says, how can, a man be, how can a man be born when he is old? Here's his question. Can he enter the second time into his mother's, uh, rather, into his mother's womb and be born? All right, then Jesus uh, answers that in verse number five. Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Notice now he's talking about entering into the kingdom of God, right? There's a difference in standing outside the house and then entering into the house, right? Uh, first he said, if you're born again, you'll be able to see this realm of power. Secondly, he said, if you're born, if you're born of water and of spirit, you will be able to enter into this realm of power, the kingdom of God. Does it make sense? Amen. Let's go up to our board and let me draw some things out for you. Dun, dun, dun. All right, here we go. That is a pretty, almost straight line. All right, and we're going to draw a picture, please forgive me, of... Wait a second. All right. We're going to try to draw a picture of a woman, of a mother. I have seen a woman before. This, Yeah, I know, Chris. It may not particularly look like it, but you, you have seen it. All right. Mother. Okay, we're going to just call her mom, okay? Born mom. When mother gives birth, we always know that her water breaks, right? All right, we're going to drop here water. We're going to say here, born, born of anybody, born of water, born of mom, born of water, correct? Whenever any human being is born, they are born of water. Naturally speaking, when a person is born, they are born of water, born of mom. All right, so Jesus says you must be born of water and of spirit. So we're just going to say that Lord, help us. This is going to uh, represent God up here, okay? Let's, let's just say that. All right, we're going to say that represents God. All right, and we're going to say this is born of anybody? Spirit. Born of spirit. Notice that the spirit there is a capital S, denoting what? The Holy Spirit, all right? Born of God, uh, born of God, born of the spirit, born of water. Okay, here's mom. Mom is, if we're talking about one being higher or lower, one's above and one is beneath. Which one do you think is beneath? Mom. Oh, thank you, my God. Yes, correct. Mom would be beneath, right? B-E-N-E-A-T-H. Is that right? right? All right, good. All right, <laughs> and this is being born of above, right? So Jesus says, Nicodemus, in order for you to enter into the kingdom of God, look at verse number five again. He said, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You've got to have both. You've got to be a human being, right? And then you've got to be born of the spirit, born of God, born from above, born from beneath and born from above. Now let's look. Uh, let's look. Uh, read further in verse number five again. Jesus said, or Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Verse six, and we're going to get back to verse six. Verse six is so powerful, it's going to make you want to kick out your leg. Go ahead and do it in advance. Go ahead. 
It's, it's so powerful. It is so powerful. We're going to spend a lot of time, matter of fact, the majority of our time just on verse 6 alone because you, uh, oh my God, this is so powerful. Shekinah. Mm. Calm down. Whew! All right, that's enough of that. Verse 6, here we go again. He says here, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit, right? Denoting again the Holy Spirit. So let's put here again, which one you think is flesh and which one you think is spirit? Oh my God. Thank you, Lord. That's right. So we're going to say here beneath talks about flesh, right? And what was the other one? Spirit. All right. We already have that here. And we know that again, that spirit there talks about the Holy Spirit. It is a capital S, right? All right. Let's look at it again. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Verse 7, marvel not that I say, said unto thee, uh, ye must be born again. That is, you must be born from above. Okay? You must be born from above. This talks about the journey of man. Humans, again, are born, born of flesh, and, but we must choose to be also born of the Spirit. Now, I'm going to give you some concepts in just a few minutes. I'm telling you, it's making my afro grow, Pastor Nelson. It's making my afro grow. Notice how Jesus gives witness to this beneath and above, um, this neat beneath and above thing here in John the 8th chapter, verse 23. You stay with me. Yeah. John 8, 23. Thank you, Chris. Chris is with me. John 8, 23 says... And he said unto them, ye are from where? Beneath. Jesus speaking to the Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes, uh, his haters. He says, you are from beneath. Where is that? Here. You are from beneath. Jesus says what? I am from above. I am from above. Right? right? He said, you are of this world. He said, I am not of this world. Amen. All right? He's telling Nicodemus, uh, hey, you've got to be born again. You've got to be twice born to enter into these miracles, the, the realm of power, to enter into right fellowship with God. You're going to have to do this, Nicodemus, and we're going to talk more about that. In other words, he was telling the Pharisees and really the entire human race, you are from beneath. You have the, you have the DNA of Adam. You have the DNA of Adam. Jesus saying, I've got the DNA of God. All right, there's a difference. So let's talk about uh, being born, being born again. Let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. So I'm going kind of, because really I'm, I'm recapping right now. I haven't gotten to the meat of it yet, Stan. I haven't gotten to the meat of it yet. We're just recapping, so hang, hang with me, amen? Is anybody benefiting by this recap? Amen. All right, look at this, 2 Corinthians 5.17. I want you to see this out uh, of the Passion Translation. It says, now if anyone is enfolded into Christ, say enfolded. If anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is, all that is related uh, to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. King James, if you be in Christ, you are a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, right? I love the way the Passion Translation brings it here. It says, you are enfolded into Christ. 
for a moment, use your God-given imagination. I want you to picture yourself back beside your bed once again. For some of you, it's not a horrible thought, right? Picture yourself without getting sleepy. You are back at your bed again, all right? And you have a big blanket, big blanket over your bed right now. It's all over your bed. Now picture yourself with your favorite action figure doll. Mine, of course, would have been G.I. Joe, but figure, okay, yours can be Frozen or Elsa, whoever, whoever you want to pick out. That doll is right there laying on your bed, right? All right. Now it's time for you to fold, fold your sheet over your doll. You're going to fold it once. You're going to fold it twice. You may flip it around, flip it under, tuck it, roll it. Your doll is now completely covered in that blanket. So the Bible says here, you are enfolded into Christ. So when God looks at you, he sees Christ all around you. You cannot be seen. Your G.I. Joe doll, whoever you have, cannot be seen anymore. It is just a blanket that completely covers and completely surrounds. So he says, if anyone is enfolded, look at that again. If anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. Ah, But I still feel the same. That's our problem. We've been going by our senses for way too long. Need to go by what God says about us and identify with what he says. He says you are an entirely new person, entirely new creation. One that has not existed before. He says uh, that is Uh, All that is related to the old order has vanished. It's gone. Completely new. Are you hearing? Look at this. Uh, So this talks about that born again experience, right? Look at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45. Let's look at this again. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45, NLT, it says this. The scripture tells us the first Adam, say first Adam, The first Adam became a living person. That is, he became self-aware. Self-aware. When you become self-aware, it's all about self. It's all about self. He says, but the last Adam, who's the last Adam? That's right, it's not Fred, it's Jesus. Thank you, Chris, for that laugh. That's correct. The last Adam Jesus Christ. So last Adam, Christ is a life-giving spirit. All right, so let's, talk, let's, let's go back to our board again. Uh, here we'll be talking about uh, this. She will be coming from the lineage of Adam, right? That's Adam. All right, let's call him Adam 1. All right, uh, the Bible says that Jesus is the, he is the last. He is the last Adam which means there's never going to be another. He's the last one. Everyone that came from Adam relates to Adam, has Adam's uh, strengths, weaknesses, all that stuff, because you came from his lineage. This is Adam's sin. So when everyone that is born of a woman, when water breaks, they will be born of sin. Remember, there is no special class for babies to learn how to sin. There's no class in any daycare, not that I've seen, April, not that I've seen, no class in daycare. Well, yes, sir, you come to our daycare, we will teach little Johnny how to lie. Yes, we will. 
We will teach him how to lie. That's in our advanced course. But before that, we're also going to teach him how not to share. Right. I know he's, no, no, we're going to teach him how to be selfish. This is what we're going to do. Yes, we're going to, no, no, there's no such thing. It's already in him. It's already in the child. And as the child grows and develops, you see the traits of Adam in him. Period. So as we come from the last Adam, we'll also see his traits. If you're born of God, born from above, you'll see the traits of Christ, the traits of Christ in you being produced in you. Make sense? Let's go back to scripture. We're doing really good today. Let's clap our hands for Jesus. This is making sense. Hallelujah. All right. So as we move on here, now we said also, let's go to John, John 1, verse 12 and 13. We'll see this again. This is out of the Message Bible. Remember the Lord Jesus came to his own, and his own received him not. Then it says, but whosoever did know, uh, rather, whosoever did want him. Does anybody want Jesus today? Amen. Listen, but whoever did want him. Does anybody want Jesus today? Amen. All right. Um, uh, who believed he was who he claimed? Does anybody believe that, uh, that Jesus is who he claimed to be? Yes. Yes. All right. And who would do what he said? Is it? Okay, now it's a little bit quieter. <laughs> who would do what he said? Yes. Hallelujah. All right. He made to be their true selves. Yes. You believe in him. You want him. You believe, who he, you believe that he is who he claimed to be and that you're going to follow his instruction. He will make you to be your true selves. True selves, they're child of God selves. Who you really are. Hallelujah. These are, these are the, the God begotten, not, not blood begotten, not flesh begotten, nor sex begotten. This is all about him. Hallelujah. Now, we said all that to get us right to where we're supposed to be today. Uh, as we go into now uh, part four, officially talking about what is man? What indeed are you? As you know who you are, know where you came from, you begin to walk differently. As a matter of fact, you begin to walk in that realm of power, in that realm of authority. Are you hearing me? Amen. Let's go back to our favorite verse for today, verse number six. Verse number six says, That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Now, there are three concepts you got to get from this. All right, ready? Do we need to? Let's get it off. Are you ready? Amen. You ready, Josh? Ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. I'm just excited, Deborah. I'm just excited. Here we go. I know it, Chris. Here are three concepts you got to understand about this. As the Lord talks about that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. This talks about you so much it's all in your face. All right, let's look at it. First concept is this. We couldn't choose anything concerning our first birth. When you were born, where you were born, who your parents were. You didn't choose anything. As far as we know, you didn't choose any of that. As far as we know, that that was a divine choice. Right? You couldn't choose any of that. When, where, who, none of that. 
Second concept is this. But you can choose whether or not to be reborn. That you can choose. You can choose to be born again or reborn. That decision is entirely up to you. Listen to this. If you choose to be born again, you won't have to die twice. If you choose, if you choose, now not everybody will choose to be born again. Not everybody. Unfortunately, that is the case. So if you choose to be born again, you will not have to die twice. Let's go to Revelation. Revelation 20. Revelation 20. Let's talk about this. As the, as the Lord begins to wrap up this whole thing, wrap up time and all of that stuff, wrap up the Antichrist, Mark of the Beast, and all of that stuff, he's wrapping it all up, and we're seeing a conclusion here. Uh, Revelation chapter 20, verse number 10, this is how it reads. It says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented how often? Day and night forever and ever. All right, notice where they're being cast. They're being cast where? What does the verse say? Into the lake of fire. And they will be tormented how often? Day and night forever and ever. Verse number 11. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, uh, from whose face the earth and the, and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. In other words, the Lord is so big, so grand, so full of authority, there is no place for man to run. No place, he said, had, had, the heaven and earth had fled away. In other words, another translation of fled away is it had vanished. No longer there. As the king of glory sits on his throne, the great white throne, in this place of final authority, this place of final judgment. There is nowhere to run. It is only there. Let's look at this. And he says, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Look, and he says, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. Let's go to our board for a second. And it says, the books were opened. Pretend for a moment that that is a book. Okay, that's another book. Okay, that, that's another book. And a little book, little book. The books were opened. If you invest in your pastor getting into an art school, <laughs> that may help. And then we see one book was opened. Books, S, and one book. And this one book is called anybody? Here is the Lamb's, Lamb's book. It's really the Lamb's book of life. All right, let's go back. It says, verse 12, And I saw the dead, um, small and great, stand before God, and the books uh, are, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works, which means everything 
Now, this, of course, is the judgment for unbelievers. This is the final judgment uh, for those who have rejected Christ. And I'll show you this in a minute. This is the final judgment. And they were judged out of the things that were written in, which means, of course, everything they do is written down. You slapped her. Oh, my goodness. Mm -mm. You lied. Oh, it's being written down. Every part. So you think, oh, my goodness, they really offended me or they're really talking about me and this and that and the other. This is why a child of God, you don't need to be offended because everything they do is being. Have they messed you over and they made you cry and all those things? I mean, they really they really offended you. It's really, really bad. It's being. That's right, Chris. It's being wrote down. It's being written down. That's right. Every bit of it is being written down. You think, how can they get away with that? They won't. They won't. When they stand before the judge, boom, high and mighty. When there is no such thing as heaven, the atmosphere and all that, no such thing as earth, you are standing before God Almighty. And the books are open, not just stuff that you did to folk, but stuff that you thought that nobody knew. Secret sins, all of that dirty, nasty stuff. Every bit of it is written down. And it says, and they were judged out of those things that were written in the book, which tells me that one by one they may possibly be read. And it will make you cry. Are you hearing me? Let's look. Let's look. He said, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. Now, listen, the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the in, in the books, according to their works. Verse 13. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. See, people, dead bodies coming up, being resurrected, stand before God. And death and hell delivered up the dead uh, which were in it. Coming up, stand before God in that resurrection. They are standing there. They are there right before God. And they were judged every man according to their works. Stand before God. Look at verse 15. What we say, wait a minute, Pastor. You've been telling us in the series that people will not be going to hell because of what they've done. Are you contradicting yourself, Pastor? You another one of those? Keep on reading. Let's look on. Verse 14. And death and hell were where? Were what? Were cast into the lake of fire. This is the what death? This is the second death. Remember, these people are resurrected. They're resurrected. But they're going to have to die again. This is the second death. Verse 15. And whosoever, let's read that together. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, they're cast into the lake of fire alive. And they die, but they will be tormented there day and night forever. There is a doctrine called um, annihilationism. And in this doctrine, they say, well, people really won't be punished forever. They'll just kind of burn up. They'll just burn up. Well, I can't find that in the word of God. 
It is a wonderful thing. People, we don't want to think that people that we know would be burning in hell, not in hell, but actually in the lake of fire because the hell is in the lake of fire. So you hear somebody say, you're going to burn in hell forever. Uh, That's not really true because hell and death were cast into the lake of fire. And it says that those, and it says in verse 15, whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Are you hearing? And in the lake of fire, people are tormented. Evil spirits are tormented day and night forever. So they're not being thrown, cast into the lake of fire because of their sin. They're being cast into because their names are not found written in the book of life. If your name is found written in the book of life, it doesn't matter what you've done. If your name is not on the roll, it won't matter. Does that make sense? So listen to this concept as as we begin to close in just a few minutes. You ready for this one again? Listen to this one. This is one inescapable fault. You can choose to be born once and then die twice or you can choose to be born twice and die once. Does that make sense? You can choose it. Those of you that are hearing my voice in this room right now, or that are hearing my voice as you're riding down the road or watching TV, however you're hearing this voice or watching this image, you have the choice. This day will happen. It will happen. You have the choice of either being born twice, reborn, that is twice born, born again, and only dying once. Or you have the choice of being born once and dying twice. Does that make sense? Does all that make sense to you? Here's the third concept, and here's the third concept that we're gonna, I'm going to leave with you today. Ready? Here's a, I'm going to get this ball together. This is a good one. You ready for me? This is deeper than the other two, Tasha. So get ready for this one. It says, the third, the third um, thought here that comes from verse 6 is the law of production, the law of reproduction, the law of reproduction. Look at verse number 6 once again as we begin to close. Verse number 6 again says, what? That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is is spirit. Think for a moment. Now let's look at Genesis 1. Let's look at Genesis 1, verse 11 and 12, and you will see the law of reproduction. All right? Basically not going to read it, but it basically says every plant, might as well, verse 11 says, then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants, and trees on the land that bear fruit that bear fruit uh, with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. Uh, The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with with seed in it according to their kind. And God saw that it was what? It was good. Basically this. An apple tree will only produce apples. That's it. It will never produce oranges. Everything will produce after its own kind, right? Dogs will produce more 
Let's write it down right quick, just so you got it. Dogs will produce. Dogs will produce dogs. I need more space. Hold on a second. Y'all got her? Oh, don't cry. Don't cry. I'm, I, I'm sure she will be back on another one. Believe me. Just as you saw it before, I'm sure it'll happen again. All right. Um, again, dogs will produce what? Dogs. It's going to happen. Cats produce what? It's going to happen, right? The law of reproduction. You only going to produce what you are, right? Uh, humans, humans will produce what? Humans, right? And God will produce. That was a little bit slower, wasn't it? God will reproduce. God. It is a fact. Now let's go ahead and break, in, break into this. Now, if you leave out this place and say, hey, my pastor said, well, I'm born again, so I was born of God. I was born from beneath, but now I've been born of the Spirit. God, I am now God begotten. So animals beget, dogs, dogs begin to uh, produce dogs, cats produce cats, apples produce apples, humans produce humans. God's Spirit produced me, begotten me, so I must be a God. Little G. So if you leave out this place and say, hey, buddy, you know what? I'm a God. <laughs> Tell people that, hey, I'm, if you say I am God, there's really a, a nice straight jacket for you. You're in for a rude awakening if you think that you are God. Amen. Just keep on living and you will see for yourself that you are not God. Amen. If you say, I am a little G, I am an offspring of God. Okay, now we're getting closer. I am a child of God. Oh, you're getting closer right there. You can even say, I am a son of God. Does that make sense? Amen. If you say, well, it's true, I'm a God, what, what's that going to produce in you? That's going to make you narcissistic, number one. It's going to make you prideful. You, you've heard people with God complexes. Oh, you, oh, you got, anyway. <laughs> narcissistic is going to make you prideful and it's going to begin to make you independent from God that thinking I can do it myself which was the fall of Adam and Eve in the first place but if you identify with being a son of God a child of God son denoting position not gender I am his child he is my father I'm a child of God I'm a son of God then we got something because Jesus himself, being fully God, still said to himself, or told, told others, I am the son of God. So you, you're, you're saying things in order of Christ. Does that make sense? Amen. Let me show you a few scriptures. Go back to John, John 1, verse 12 through 13. Hallelujah. Y'all stay with me now, right? John 1, verse 12 through 13. It says this out of the King James. I want you to see this. It says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power, what? To become what? To become sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name, which are born not of blood, nor of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Same verse you read earlier, but now in the King James. 
If you believe on Jesus, if you are twice born, Jesus gives you the power, the right, the authority, the privilege of becoming a son of God. Amen. Wow. Let's go to 1 John, 1 John, um, 1 John 3. 1 John 3. Stay with me a little bit longer, okay? 1 John 3. Hallelujah. 1 John 3, verse number, th- verse number 2 says, Beloved, what does it say? Now are we what? Now are we what? Now are we what? Now are we what? Beloved, now are we the sons of God. It says now, 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 now. Now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what, uh, what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Dogs begat dogs, cats begat cats, humans begat humans. God begat God, children of God, sons of God. For someone to say, you know what, so-and-so died, and, and I guess God just need another angel, don't you know that would be a, de- uh, a demotion? Humans don't become angels. Don't you understand? You say, well, pastor, still so, so far-fetched. What you mean? I have God in me. I am born of God. I have God DNA on the inside of me. Doesn't that sound kind of new age? I'm not sure about that, but think about it. In the book of Ephesians, the Bible says that we are seated now in Christ in heavenly places. And where is Christ seated? At the right hand of God. It is God sitting with God. I know it. I know it. I know it, but it is certainly true. Let's look at uh, John the 10th chapter. Let me, let's walk a few more. You stay with me. I'm taking these checks, these pulse, these checks. Hallelujah. Uh, are you hot? Are you hot or are you good? You're good. All right, good. All right. Look at John 10, John 10, John 10 verses uh, 31 through 36. Can somebody give me 10 more minutes? Can we do 10 more minutes? Amen. All right, good. John 10 verse 31 through 36 says this, Jesus speaking, Once again, the people uh, picked up stones to kill him. Oh, once again, right? It says in 32, Jesus Jesus said, At my father's direction, I have done many good works. For which one are you going to stone me? They replied, We're stoning you not uh, for any good work, but for blasphemy. You, a mere man, claim to be God. Let's look at the Lord's response. Jesus answered, it is written, it is written in your own scriptures, which is also your scripture too. And this is, he's actually going to be quoting from Psalm 82. It is written in your scriptures, uh, one more time. It is written in your scriptures that God said to certain leaders of the people, I say, you are, you are God's. And you, and you know that scriptures cannot be altered. So if those, if those people who received God's message were called gods, why do you call it blasphemy when I say I am the son of God? Is somebody hearing it? Is, is it getting in there yet? Yeah. Why do you call it blasphemy for me when I say I am a child of God? I am an offspring of God. I am a son of God. Now, again, son not denoting gender, male and female, because there's no male or female in Christ. A spirit has no gender. As far as we know, the spirit has no gender. Hallelujah. Just position. Hallelujah. It says, after all, the father sent me apart 
uh, rather set me apart and sent me into the world. Now, let's look at one last one, Psalm Psalm 8. Got to go to Psalm 8. Those of you in the Word know I got to go to Psalm 8 when you talk about this. Gary, are you with me? All right. Praise the Lord. Psalm 8, verse number 3 and 6, 3 through 6 says this. I'll amplify it Bible because it brings it correctly. It says, when I see and consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have established, what is man? There's our title for the day. What is man that you are mindful of him? Who are you that you are mindful of him? The son of man, rather the son of earthborn man, that you care for him. Let's look at verse 5. Yet you have made him a little lower than God. In the King James, that word is Elohim. It is angels, translated angels, but angels there is the word Elohim, which means God. You have made him a little lower than God. You were made a little lower than God. That is above, above the angels. You understand that, right? Because you will judge the angels, the scripture says. All right, you are made a little lower than God. You and you have crowned him with glory and honor. Verse 6, you made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You were made to rule. You were made to reign. God has invested authority in you. This is the commission of Genesis. God has invested supreme authority in you. Man fell, and the image of God was marred, but that image has been recovered in Jesus Christ the Son. Now we're no longer after the image of Adam, but in the image of the last Adam, Jesus Christ. God has given you the ability through Christ to be transformed once again into your true selves. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Where you will rule, you will reign, and you will have dominion. This is why it is so crazy and foolish for any born-again believer to say, Oh, the devil's after me. Oh, the devil's on me. You put that joker under your feet. You are seated in Christ. You have been given dominion and authority. The devil wishes he had your kind of power. You are seated in Christ. You have been enfolded into Christ. Hallelujah. There's so much authority that God has given you. Why would you ever cry or complain about it? He calls you, the Bible, as a matter of fact, God says he's given you authority over the works of his hands. And one day, very soon, you're going to look at this in in, uh, Luke, the 12th chapter. The Lord says here, he says, Luke 12, verse 31 through 32, he says, But rather seek ye the kingdom of God and his, rather the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Look at verse 32. He says, Fear not, little flock, for it is the Father's, your Father's good, um, good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? That realm of power that we talked about a little while ago, Amen. source of miracles, signs, and wonders. The Bible says here, the Lord puts it in context. He says here, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God. You need something? Seek ye the kingdom of God. And all these things are going to be added to you. All the resources you need will be added to you. Then the Lord says, don't worry about it, child of God. Don't worry about it because it is the Father's good pleasure to give all of that to you. You will inherit all things through Christ. 
Glory to God. Your name is on the wheel already. As possessor of it, the Lord has clothed you in white. The same color, by the way, of, the, of, of how the Lord, we saw that picture there in Revelation, how the Lord, how God was clothed in white. As he said, why is he clothing you in white? Because this is the righteousness. You've already been covered in righteousness, his righteousness. You will rule and you will reign and you will have dominion. If you have need of something, just seek his kingdom because all of it belongs to you in Christ Jesus. It is at your disposal to bring his purpose, uh, bring his purpose and his plans to pass in the earth. This is why he has charged every born again believer to pray what we call the Lord prayer our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven you have been tasked with the responsibility of manifesting his kingdom here in the earth hallelujah that's power so you wonder why is the fate of man wicked man so terrible because there's so much power that's invested on the inside of him. Dogs begat dogs. Cats begat cats. Humans begat humans. God begats God. Does that make sense to you? Amen. He's given you so very much. Oh, my God. There's one more thing I need to show you. Can I show you one more thing? Amen. Can I show you just your origin, just for a second, your origin? Revelation 13. Let me show you where you came from. As we talk about the journey home, let me show you where you came from. Revelation 13, chapter, Revelation 13, verse number 8, one verse. It says, and all that dwell upon the earth, as it talks about the Antichrist and all that, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain when? From the foundation of the world. The word foundation uh, means to throw or lay down. It means also uh, the injection or depositing of virile semen into the womb. Before things get started, the Lord said the lamb was slain. Jesus was slain. God created all of this with you in mind. He created all of this with you in mind. Why do we say that? Before he, put, before he put the stars in place, before he created the angels, all of that in the very beginning when it was just God, when it was only God, before there was eternity, before there was time, before there was any of that, there was God. And God would thought within himself about man, about you and about me. He had a conversation with himself in the Godhead and knew that if I create man, if I create man and if I bring him forth out of me, and he's going to be on that planet that I will create. And I already know about the archangel Lucifer, that what, what's he going to do further on down the line. And I know that man is going to fall. So before I create man, before I set man upon the planet, before I give him dominion, before I make a little me, before I produce him, I know that I'm going to have to die for him. Is he worth me dying for? It says, from the foundation of the earth, the lamb was slain. The father counted up the cost before you and I were ever born. 
He counted up because he looked through the annals of time and he saw Tim and he saw Linda and he saw April and he saw Stan. He looked down time and said, they're worth it. They are worth it. And at that moment, he decided, I will have to die for them, to bring them home with me, to give them authority to rule and reign, not only in time, but also throughout eternity. Are they worth it? Yes, the lamb was slain. Now, why is that so important? Because the order of authority is always matched up with the order of birth with the order of appearance. This is why in, uh, in Eastern culture, the oldest gets the majority of the inheritance. They came out first. They came out first. Whoever was in existence first has the power. This is why, the, this is why we are seated in Christ at the right hand of God because everything else is beneath. Because in the beginning, at the foundation, it says from The word from denotes the beginning part, the starting point. If I tell you I'm going from Bremen to California, I'm going from here to there, the from point is the place where I start. It's the place where I crank the car up. It's the place where I start. So before I move from here to there, the Lord said, I have made a decision. I will have to die. I will have to give my life so that they can live. I will have to do this so that I can birth them forth. So before he moved from from here to there, he made it. He decided you and I were worth it. And then he took the journey. Are you hearing Now, this is all written in the book. This is all written in the book. This is who you are. And on next week when we we meet back, thank God you made it to the end of this. The next week when we meet back, we're going to be talking about how. Because Nicodemus asked the Lord Jesus that question, how shall these things be? How can I be born again? Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. We're done for the day. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and praise him. If you got that, go ahead and praise him. Hallelujah. Whew. That was quite a lot. Could you see it? Could you understand it? If you could see it and understand it, and that was God. That was the Holy Spirit. So anytime now that an enemy tempts you with something, understand that that is beneath you. You are royalty now. And what you are will surely be revealed. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. In there, you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.